everyone. This is Jarrett Hardy, and I am a third-year architecture student, now fourth-year architecture student at the University of Colorado, Denver, and I'm here with my friends Jordan and Aaron, um, both of whom are from the University of Kansas, and this is our podcast called The All-Nighter, and simply put, we are talking architectural education and practice, um, so I'll have them introduce themselves in a little bit, but basically this podcast, I want we want to reach out to uh, students that are both young and farther along in the education in order to get them helpful advice, um, kind of kind of have foresight and hindsight of what they should expect and what they should work on, um, what we see both in education and architectural education and architectural practice, because all three of us currently have internships and it's kind of a unique experience for us right now as we kind of see both worlds. And so I'll kind of have them introduce themselves and we just want to get talk about architecture and get it out there and help as many people as we can, um, both students and people who are going into practice. Um, so I'll turn it over to Aaron first and then Jordan will go next. All right. Thank you, Jarrett. Um, so just to kind of give a little bit of background on on myself, um, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and as Jarrett said, I'm going into my fourth year of architecture school in a master's program at the University of Kansas. And when I, I think one of the questions I get a lot um, when I'm just talking to people is why I chose architecture. And for me, um, I'd say it probably started off with just kind of the the history that my family has with art. My aunt is a graphic designer. My dad has a degree in art. Um, my grandma, she's a fantastic artist as well. And so pretty much my whole life I've been surrounded by um, just these people that are, you know, great at sketching and drawing and, and fantastic with a pencil or just have a, um, a really good eye for design. Um, and so, yeah, I've been surrounded with that pretty much my whole life. And more than that, I've, um, I grew up playing with Legos a lot. Like, I know that's kind of a, one of those answers <laughs> that it's like, oh, you play with Legos, you should do it with architecture. Um, <laughs> but the, the truth is that, <laughs> the, the truth is that, you know, from a young age, I was, I've been surrounded with these building blocks and, and figuring out how to put them together. And, um, and like the Legos that I played with, were not just the sets that you would buy from Lego stores. We bought our Legos primarily in bulk from garage sales. So if I wanted to build something, it had to be something out of my own head. And, you know, I, I had basically only one choice and that was to create it myself. And I always cared about, you know, making sure that the colors matched and whatnot. Um, and I, I mean, I created some pretty cool things, I think, but what that did was that it allowed me to really, get an idea for how to put things together and how to create the designs that I want out of, you know, the pieces. And a lot of times out of, I didn't quite have exactly the piece that I'd be looking for. Um, so that was an, that was another big influence on it. Another thing that kind of influenced my desire to go into architecture is um, that my dad is a home inspector. So, you know, every day you'd come home from work and he would be talking to me about all of these different buildings that he's been in and, um, you know, anything from, you know, a house that's literally falling down to a $2 million mansion that he's going in and looking at. And he'd, he'd tell me all of the different problems with these buildings, you know, why this foundation is cracking 
and you know why this part of the building is done properly and and all these things um and so you know when i start to look at all of those these things you know being surrounded by art being surrounded with you know building things out of legos and and then just having <clears throat> excuse me a dad who would come in and, and talk to me about buildings i, I really started to develop a, an interest in architecture from a pretty pretty young age um i usually say that at I don't know exactly when I first decided that architecture was what I wanted to do, but it was probably around when I was 13 years old or something around that. Um, but it was also compounded by my involvement with high school robotics. Um, so my brother was on a robotics team in high school. And so this was a high school robotics team, but I was given the opportunity to join it actually two years before I was in high school. So I was a part of this robotics team building 120 pound competition robots at, I guess, around that same age of 13. Um, and so what that kind of introduced me to was the world of, um, of CAD because my, my main focus throughout robotics was the, uh, the actual design of the robot. And so I was using different CAD programs um, from a pretty young age. And so I've been, I mean, honestly, I've been 3D modeling on a computer since even before that. I think I was just talking with my brother last night. I'm looking through some of the past things that I've done. I think I started 3D modeling when I was 11 years old. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I got some experience through engineering and then, you know, you factor in the Legos and the art side of it, and then just kind of having a little bit of a knowledge and understanding of different buildings and architecture really was the perfect, perfect career for me to go into. Um, and then when it came time to choose a college, I chose the university of Kansas primarily just because of the location and, um, and the fact that it would, it was the best financial decision for me to, to get that degree and to get into the career. Um, but it's turned out to be a fantastic thing um, in, a, in its own right. Just, you know, I've met Jordan and, and Jared there and that's been a real awesome experience getting to know them. And um, the school's been pretty fantastic as well, but, you know, we've got some, some thoughts on it that we'd love to talk about here and just the overall experience with education in the field and, and what it's kind of like transitioning into an actual career there. That's awesome. You got it. And then you are, when do you graduate and what are your kind of future plans or kind of what do you see yourself doing? What architecture are you most interested in? Just real briefly. Yeah. So I should graduate, um, in two years, about two years from now. So May of 20, uh, and that's with your masters. Yeah. So the university of Kansas program, um, I'm in the five-year master's program, which means I'll end up with a master's degree, no bachelor's degree, which I find a little bit odd, but it is what it is. And um, yeah. Very cool. Uh, as, for, as for what I kind of want to go into afterwards, after I graduate, um, that's, that's something that I'm still not 100% sure on. Yep. You know, when I first started getting into architecture, I was thinking that I wanted to do residential design, you know, with my dad being a home inspector, 
you know, all the buildings he was talking about were houses. So I, I, I was like, oh, I want to design houses. Last summer, I had an internship at a wonderful small residential firm. And what I found was that a lot of the work that I was doing was just like kitchen yep. renovations and things like that. And, you know, that stuff's good. It's important. But I'm starting to kind of rethink that a little bit. Um, maybe think yeah. broader from just houses, maybe larger scale residential projects, but I'm still trying to kind of figure that's that awesome. out right now. That's good stuff. Uh, so then let's hear a little bit about you, Jordan. All right. So I'm Jordan. I'm also going to be a fourth year architecture student at the University of Kansas. Um, I'm from a small town in Kansas by the name of Eudora, Eudora Kansas. Um, so I guess you can probably obviously see why I went to KU. Uh, it's I'm literally 10 minutes from campus. Uh, it's my dream school. Uh, I've always wanted to go there. But I guess with architecture, um, I'm a bit different than, than Aaron in that I didn't really know what architecture was. I didn't get introduced to it until I was in high school. Um, even though I'm from a small town, I, our small town provides a lot of unique opportunities for our students that um, a lot of much bigger schools um, in the area, um, they don't provide the same opportunities that our school does. Um, Cause we have a really big um, ed, they call it ed tech. Um, so it's uh, basically everything STEM. Um, they're able to teach at our very small school um, so that's kind of how I got introduced to architecture because we have a full-on um, CAD and engineering program there. Um, mm -hmm. Architecture starting to become more of a emphasis there. It really wasn't as much when I was there. Um, we did have one architecture class. That's how I kind of got introduced to it because the pathways there, we had an option. We can take like this, when we were freshmen, this basic like is called blueprint reading and drafting. So it's like very basic engineering things. Um, but after that class, you could either go straight into CAD or you could do and take an architecture class. And I thought at that time, uh, it'd be something to interesting to try because at the time I really didn't know what I wanted to do after high school for a really long time. I wanted to do like uh, be a sports writer, but uh, after a couple of not so fun English classes, I decided not to <laughs> not to want to do that. Um, so I was like, I might as well just try this just for the fun of it. Some friends of mine said it was a really fun class, um, and actually, uh, something that was really that's really funny that I remember from then. Uh, I convinced one of my friends to take it with me, and. I remember early on this semester, um, he was giving me a hard time. And he, uh, as we were doing some of these boring things, we were, our teacher made us draw walls, but he made us draw like the structure of them. So we had to draw like these really long walls and draw all the different studs huh. in them. And it was really boring at first, but my friend was giving me a hard time saying that. He was like, oh, you're going to be an architect someday, aren't you? And I was like, <laughs> I immediately... Uh, responded to him. I was like, hell no. Um, so I find it kind of ironic that I'm 
now studying architecture and well on my way to becoming an architect today, even though uh, on that one of those first days of classes, <laughs> I said, hell no, I'm not going to do architecture. Yeah. But um, <laughs> just through that class that I took in high school, it kind of like slowly grew on me. And I started thinking about um, architecture. And the way I was thinking about it was architects basically design and create the world around us that we live in every day. And uh, I found that really interesting that architects basically craft, you know, your world. And uh, I like that they have just basically a huge impact on everyone's life, but you know, no one really talks about it. And I, I don't like, um, bringing attention to myself or anything like that. So that kind of really fit with what I wanted to do. And then he, yeah, That's the perfect profession, key, and you get to have a really huge impact on people's lives and hmm. can really make a positive impact in your, in your community or any community around the world. Um, so that's kind of how I was thinking about it. And I really um, started looking into it, researching it. Um, and at the time, for some reason, I don't know why, I didn't think KU had an architecture program. I don't know why. I just didn't think they did. But then I found out that they did. And then the summer after my sophomore year, when I took that architecture class, I went and um, visited KU. Obviously, like I said, KU is my dream school, but at the time, I was like, okay, he doesn't have an architecture program. And if they do, it's probably not the chances that are it's, that it's good are, are not high. Um, but I went and visited, and uh, I just fell in love with the architecture program immediately. But anyways, yeah, I just kept researching architecture and kept um, getting more interest in it and, you know, like I said earlier, I wanted to be a sports writer. And one thing I additionally wanted to do was do something with sports. And then, you know, obviously I connected the dots and architect, there are architects that do, um, that the only thing they do is sports architecture. So they design stadiums and practice facilities and all that. So, you know, the architecture all of a sudden just checked every single box of mine. Um, and I just went full force into it. Um, yeah, well, no, that's, that's great. And then, so yeah. what firm are you at currently? And then where are your future plans? And obviously nothing's in solid right now, but just what you're thinking, what architects you're kind of interested in. And then if you can touch on the beginning of your life, like, did you, were you interested in drawing or Legos or anything like that? Oh, at the beginning of my life? Yeah. No, not at all. My parents are scientists i was like i said i wasn't exposed to architecture until i was in high school gotcha very much the opposite of aaron okay. um wasn't really exposed to any creative outlet unless it was something in school um and i really kind of avoided that for most of <laughs> you know most of like elementary school middle school you know and like i said i was wanting to do sports writing so i, I was um, really focusing on that. Um, so yeah, I, there was no interest towards architecture design or anything creative until I was in high school. Very interesting. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's something I, I guess you can say I kind of stumbled upon it. Um, 
and then I guess currently right now I am um, I'm working for AECOM, which is a sports. Well, AECOM is a giant um, international corporation, but they have a um, architecture arm, and then within that arm, they have a sports architecture um, firm in Kansas City, Missouri, and that's where I'm currently um, working. I I were, did an internship with them last summer, um, but that's kind of the path I'm wanting to go down in sports architecture. Um, and then I one day I do want to own and operate you know my own firm, um, although that's probably a ways away down the line. But yep. that that is one thing I've always wanted to do. Um, but I think another thing um, I want to do is focus more on community based things. Obviously, you know, doing um, designing big stadiums is um, is really interesting, really cool. But um, focusing more on um, designing and building things that will help that help communities more with like youth sports and and things like that. That's awesome. And then Aaron, did you mention what firm you're going to be working at this summer? I did not. Um, so I will be interning at a firm called Lamar Johnson Collaborative. Uh, it's a, they're a pretty new firm. Um, they were acquired by a major, <clears throat> excuse me, construction company that's in the Midwest area called Clayco. Um, and I think, I think that there was an older firm that Clayco acquired and then they merged some of their other smaller companies yeah, into the like Lamar Johnson like Collaborative. AECOM, um, the firm I work at used to be a different firm. They got bought out. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then Clayco, Clayco is a construction company, so they kind of all work together on the project. And so all of it's kind of is tied it, into Is it kind of like yeah. design build in a sense? Um, no. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm not entirely. Uh, um, I think that it, it, in general, I th yeah. This is all me kind of guessing because yeah. I, I, my first day is on Monday, so I don't know everything yet. Um, but my sense is that things generally operate kind of as you would expect for an architecture firm. It's just that things are a little bit more closely knit between the construction side and yep. the architecture side because yeah, they're that's, under the that's same the way umbrella company. AECOM is AECOM has, I think, the full acronym. It's architecture, engineering, construction. I forget what the O and the M are, but um, yeah, there we have projects where it's only AECOM working on. They they're able to cover structural, mechanical, uh, the architecture side, and basically every small component of a project can be done through AECOM. So they that's do actually, a lot. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's super cool. Um, so yeah. then a little bit about myself. So I grew up um, kind of like Aaron and playing with Legos and playing with uh, the those little, what were those wooden blocks called? The little Lincoln Logs. Yep, Lincoln Logs. Um, Lincoln and then, Logs. Or later on, I, Minecraft <laughs> was always my thing. I played that for hours endless, endlessly. And it was just things like that, like small things like Nerd. that. Just yeah, I was always just geeking out and just being creative and drawing. And <laughs> I also I did a lot of drawing, that's for sure. And I could pull up so many of old papers here. My mom would love to show me those again. 
but it's just kind of doing that growing up and just always having that creative side of me and being curious um, about, you could say problem solving in a sense, or just curious about the world. And that's what kind of architecture is um, just being curious about the world and, ex and making buildings and structures that affect people's lives in the world. Um, but then fourth grade. So I, I grew up wanting to be like a police officer or a doctor up until fourth grade. And my dad went to Washington University in St. Louis, and he got a newsletter for a free architecture camp um, that was going to be held. And it was going to be, you'd be helped out by the students there, which were the graduate students at Washington University, um, and then some mentors along the way. And so he put me in it just because he's like, wow, you're, you're creative and let's see how this goes. So fourth grade through seventh grade, I attended this architecture camp and it was a full day thing. It was Monday through Thursday, something like that. And it was always architecture. Um, architects came in and gave lectures to kids my age. And it was just a, such a unique experience because I would have never been able to been introduced to it because my high school nor middle school or anything like that introduced me to anything about architecture so this was the one reason that i am in architecture because of this camp and even doing crazy things like i remember doing a it was like a community space underneath but we had to base it off of an animal so it was a crab no no it was um what is that called a, cr a crawdad no a crawdad um and so because I, I grew up playing with crawdads all the time so the tail was this slide and the community could go up on the crawdads back of the building <laughs> and it was kind of something like cortin or kind of like cor like corrugated metal or something like that and th there's water going down and you can slide down the tail and you can go underneath for the community space and it was just things like that just i, I was like this is incredible like i love doing this and we built models we did drawings uh, we used pencil and paper and straight edges and all that good stuff. And even got into the computers. Laser cutters were, were they were a thing back then, but not as advanced as they are now. Uh, but it was cool to even experiment with those at that time. So that that camp is what led me to architecture. And at the same time, Wash U was adding a lot of new infrastructure to their campus. Um, so that was interesting to kind of see a campus go from an older campus to more modern added throughout the campus and it's just a, and i went there i went there last year actually and it's just beautiful to see how much they've changed um so those are kind of my origins but then fast forward to college and i knew 100 percent i wanted to do architecture and so i lived in st louis at the time i grew up in st louis uh, until i was 17 and so I moved to Denver, Colorado. When he is not from Denver, Colorado. I'm not from Denver, Colorado. He, he will tell you that, but he's not. He grew up most of his life in St. Louis. I, I, fu I fully embrace my origins now. That's for sure. Sure you do. <laughs> Finally. I'm glad but, to hear it. So yeah, I Finally. moved to Denver my senior year of high school. And it was kind of a hard move because my dad got a new job in Denver. And he asked me, though, do you want to move your senior year or not? Um, and I said, let's just do it because I'm, I'm all about change. And I've always been good about adapting. So we moved to Denver. Um, but I was at the time, my junior year, I'd already visited the University of Kansas. And I went to K-State to visit. And I hated K-State. Hated it. Ew. And so, yeah, I hated didn't, that school. Didn't even give them... <laughs> an ounce of my time nope nope and then um so that university of kansas ku loved it campus was amazing and i fell in love right away uh when i first got there they had me draw i don't know about you guys they had me draw my shoe 
um, yeah. when they did the little yeah. in interview thing. So that was that yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, but it was just cool of things like that. So I was like, I might as well go to that, even though I'm in Denver. And at the time, Colorado, University of Colorado, Denver didn't really, they were starting an architecture program, but it wasn't very well known. And so I was like, I'll stick with KU. It's a solid architecture program. It's been around forever. Um, so let's do it. So um, my after my senior year, moved out to KU, started freshman year of college and was in studio with Jordan. Uh, not Aaron at the yes. time, but Jordan. Well, you, and, you met you met Aaron first because you guys live in the same school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were at the, the good old scholarship hall. We lived. Yep, 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 yep. That was we literally lived funny. right next door to yeah, each other. Yeah, it's an architecture student, blah blah blah. And now look at look at us making a podcast. But yeah, so University of Kansas was there for a year and a half, yep. and I absolutely loved it. Um, had amazing mentors and ama older students that really helped me grow rapidly and prepared me for what at the time I didn't know that I'd be moving. Um, but I've built he myself loved it so much. He left. Yeah, loved it so much. That's for sure. <laughs> but I built myself a good foundation. And so in comes Greg. Uh, what was his, what's his last name? Greg Critchlow. Greg Critchlow from Gregory. University of Colorado, Denver. And he was coming in to teach for a semester at KU. And he was from UCD. And I did not know that they had a better architecture program um, after all this time. And that they hold have, on, slow down. Better than KU? No, not better than KU. Okay. Better, better okay. than I thought. No, no, no. I was gonna say, slow your roll there, buddy. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> so then I started thinking, and I I miss Colorado a lot, and a lot of factors played into it. But I ended up moving back to Colorado, uh, UCD, and I'm there currently. And I graduate this December with my bachelor's. And then I'll go do my master's next fall. So I'll kind of take a break uh, spring semester and summer and just work full time. And then uh, I've definitely learned a lot. It's been amazing. And it's I think the biggest thing between KU and Denver for sure has been living in a city that is uh, quickly expanding. Um, there's so much construction and there's so much happening in terms of development and infrastructure and everything of that nature and it's just been awesome being a part of it like every day because i mean not obviously not recently because this semester was a unique situation but being downtown every day and being in a firm that's connected to the city as well and to denver and high and the highlands area which is close to denver it's just been a unique experience being part of uh this type of uh growth i guess you could say it's in a lot semester. different than lawrence that's for sure yep yep We're completely different than lawrence um, so it's been, it, that's been a good experience. So then now currently, I mean, for the past year, I've been working for a firm called Saga Design Group, and it's a six person firm and we do residential, some commercial, uh, and then s like some interior finishes, offices. Um, we worked on an airport project about five, six months ago, put that in for proposal, but it's been kind of a cool experience starting off small because I haven't worked on anything big yet, like huge scale. 
Um, but I think that's fine because for me, I'm growing and learning the small parts of a residential house, like to start it off a residential house and how that goes together and how these CDs go together. And you guys have experienced that too. But then I was yep. doing that while I was doing school too, full time. So I'm doing part time at Zaga and full time school. And so it's been an amazing experience balancing the two and really being precise with my time and just learning as much as I can. And I also constantly pull from my old friends and mentors. And even my last project, Jordan Aaron helped me out a lot. And uh, Capilo and my old professors and mentors helped me. And it's just been, it's been an awesome ride. Um, for me, my future looks like in December, um, I wanna see what happens uh, with the firm and see where I go next. And then my master's in the fall and we'll kind of see where life goes after that but architecture wise i i definitely want to do larger scale architecture whether it be museums libraries um kind of cultural centers um even stadiums if i can get into stadiums that would there be you go awesome that would be great yeah Let's do it. On in Denver, a sports it's architecture firm together. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we can do a whole podcast about sports architecture and why it's in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And why it needs to stay there and not be in Denver. <laughs> but de hey, Denver. Denver needs sports, guys. Come on now. I mean, we have. Yeah, sports, and it needs but... to be done in Kansas City. Hey. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Denver has an interesting mix of firms in the city. Uh, Kansas city is very, for, uh, you guys see it. It's a very sports orientated city in terms of firms. And that's where I some believe, of the biggest, I believe Kansas city, I think it's either the highest or one of the highest, um, has the highest like architects per capita in the United States. Yep. That would make sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Really? Huh. I could see that. Considering I mean, for people who don't know, basically Kansas City is the hub for sports architecture. Uh, at least is it I in think the world or in just the world, for the US? Like ninety five percent of the sports architecture came out of Kansas City. Um then that was the world sports architecture. I don't think it's as high anymore. Um but you will see Kansas, like a Kansas City firm had consulted on on projects like that. They always work on the Olympics and big events like that. Um, the, there's a, there is now a, a pretty big sports architecture yep. firm in Dallas called HKS. Um, yep. So they've taken a decent percentage. Um, but it's, mm, still, yep, it's, it's still an overwhelming majority of sports architecture is done in Kansas City. No, for City. sure. Uh, and what what does St. Louis look like, Aaron? Like, what do you, how do you feel about the firms there? Honestly, honestly, the thing is, I don't know a whole lot about the firms in St. Louis because yeah. all of my education in architecture has come okay. from Lawrence and the Kansas City area. Most of what I get exposed, to. yeah, they've got HOK, and then they've got some other fairly notable yeah. firms. Um, yep. I don't know if you've heard of Canon Design. They're a pretty big one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mackie Mitchell is another one that I know. They're a, a yeah, relatively they have one decent size firm with different locations across. 
gosh. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't really, I don't really know a whole lot about the architecture no, scene. Yeah, in, I, I'm, I'm not sure about it. I was there last October, and there's so much construction happening. They have the new aquarium, and they have the Ferris wheel. Like they have all this stuff happening. And it's kind of crazy because it's changed a lot. Yeah, there's all this stuff, all this stuff happening, and I haven't really yep. gotten a chance to go and see any of no, it's it. It's definitely been a weird time of the coronavirus. Um, but I wanted to ask for each of you. If you could sum up kind of your, I mean, it's hard because our philosophies and ideas will change as we mature, but right now, what is kind of one or two sentences that would sum up about how you think about architecture and what you see it doing for the world? Starting with Aaron. Yep. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Okay. Um, well, as I think as we talked about earlier, architecture has an incredible ability to impact um, impact the world that we live in. Um, like if you think about how much time we spend indoors, it's, yep. it's I think we it's around 80% of our lives are spent indoors. <laughs> and <laughs> no, we don't. But maybe, with, well, that's the thing. Maybe with better design, we can get a little bit more sunlight. And anyway... The, the, the point is that architecture basically influences almost mm -hmm. every aspect of our life, whether you realize it or not. Um, and I feel like, at least for me, architecture is the best career that allows me to utilize the skills yep. that I have to sort of make a better, I guess that's kind make of a better world. Along the way, uh, what I think about it, you know, just being able, because, you know, I think we've seen the power of architecture and how you can completely change a community with the way you design things. And um, there's, uh, I think a lot of people don't understand or, or know about those things. And I certainly did. And I've learned a lot since I've gotten to KU of like how people have designed to basically almost heal communities and make it a much better community. Yep. Um, but also not even, um, the, on that level, you know, you can talk about how much of an impact we have on the environment um, and how we can influence that. Because um, I think, what is it? It's like 60% of the energy consumed in the U.S. is um, from buildings. Is that is that correct, Aaron? Yeah. So, so you know, if that we sounds about right. Yeah. More sustainably and are conscious of that, you know, we can really impact our, we can really lessen our impact on the environment, the way we design. Yep. Um, so well, that's great. You, you can just really impact a whole, a whole plethora of things. The, the amount of things yeah. you can impact is, is quite, is really, is, it's really crazy, honestly. No, hundred percent. Cause I know Aaron even talked about, you know, like I made the joke about vitamin D, but he was like, you know, getting more sunlight into buildings and how that impacts people's health and, um yeah it's all it, it, it's like the saying if if the architecture is good then nobody's going to really notice but if it's bad then everyone's going to notice yeah like it's, well it's like you you remember that one tweet i sent you guys right and i said i got a podcast idea out of it yeah the, the beans yeah. after dark one where he's like yeah <laughs> just copy all the buildings yeah. no one cares yep <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, that kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier. It's, yeah. At times, it can be a little bit of a thankless no, profession. And, we'll talk about all those things but, in different episodes, but yeah. there's so much to talk about. Uh, but for me, I think uh, I had a portfolio review night about, I'd say, in February, so February of this year before everything happened. And I talked to one architect and he asked me, because he was looking at my portfolio, but he's like, what's one or two sentences that sums up like what you like, what your philosophy is, what, what you think about architecture. And I, I honestly was stopped because I didn't like, sure, I can say the cliche answer like, oh, I want to help the world because buildings help the world. Like I want to, I, I wanted, I, I told him that. And then he's like, no, what's, what's something deeper. Um, so I thought about it, and I think what I came up with was that architecture is transcending, is transcendent of me, I guess you could say. So if I design a building or a house, it's going to most likely last longer than I do. Uh, like, let's say I do it later in my career, then a building's going to last, it's going to be alive way longer than I'm ever going to be alive. And I think that's a powerful thing because it's going to affect people. My, a part of me and my ideas and my mind and our minds are going to affect people for years to come, even it's after timeless. we die. It's timeless. Exactly. And I think that's really powerful. And I think that should be the objective of every building that I build or construct or design um, and that you guys do too. It's just, it's a powerful idea. And it's a powerful notion. And I can't wait to talk more about it. Yeah. Yep. So then uh, I think we, to end this, we just, I mean, we just want to introduce ourselves, tell you guys um, a little bit about ourselves, but then this podcast, we just plan to kind of hit different points about education and practice. And so we'll kind of talk about, we'll even go through programs and what programs we use, what our workflow looks like, uh, what we see other people doing, not just us, and also what practice kind of looks like, what interviews might feel like, resumes, portfolios. Like we, we want to hit every topic um, in the best way that we can. And so we'll kind of outline things and come at you guys every uh, every episode with a new topic, new information, and really just try to help architectural students um, and people maybe starting the profession as well. Um, and I think that's really it for me. I, and I think I think I think one thing we should add on to it is that we're also trying to figure this out as we go along. Yep. In, in architecture, and in that um, not trying to, um, um, I guess belittle us, but we are also dumb idiots. <laughs> um, and sometimes we don't know what we're doing. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But that's why that's probably the reason why we're doing this is is to partially figure things out as we as we go along in our careers. I love that. Yep. And I and the uh, name the all nighter was very fitting for us architects. So yeah, too many all nighters. Yep. The, the, that were the that freshmen also, will learn. <laughs> oh God. That... Yes. I'm sure we'll have the freshman. Yep. And and uh, I'm sure we'll touch more later on on why that's a fitting name. Because if you're in architecture, you should already know. Um, yep. I guess exactly. and if you're and somebody if you're who's not into the field yet, you don't find the name you will, fitting. I think you you're will doing learn. it wrong. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, we've lessened. Great. We've lessened the all nighters, but yes. they, they they do exist. They do exist, but I I have definitely learned to manage my time better. Oh yeah, That's like I said, sure. we 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 are dumb idiots, and we have made mistakes before. Oh oh yeah, for sure. 
but yeah, I think our goal is to yeah do just share what we're learning. Uh, it's not to say that we know everything, like Jordan just said, um, but we just want to talk about our ideas. Like me, Jordan, Aaron have these conversations regularly on Zoom or on calls, and so we thought, why not make a podcast? So that's kind of where the idea comes from. Um, but we also plan to have guests on here and and different who speakers, are not dumb idiots who are not dumb idiots and who can help us kind of guide this a little bit more and talk about deeper topics <laughs> and other experiences because um, what makes architects architects is their experiences and the places that they've been and the things that they've seen and that's kind of where it all comes from um, so thank you guys and anything else you guys want to add nope mm -hmm. yeah. awesome well thank yeah. you it popped nope. off. just looking yep. forward to uh, have a the great next day podcast. everyone thank you